This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Asking the questions that matter, like yesterday when I asked who scares you from the Milwaukee Bucks, which, you know, not a particularly relevant question. Yeah. Look, lots of people. The have, station tweeted that out as the, like our premier segment yesterday, by the way. Did it just say Bucks? Did it say Milwaukee Bucks? Oh That's why gosh. I confused Jerry. He's like, I think it's Giannis. Is we're aware and monitoring the situation of the Dallas Zoo being closed because of a missing leopard. And also, I know lots of people have lots of thoughts about what Jerry Jones said about Chris Godwin forcing a turnover. <laughs> he I has, heard it, too. He 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 has, watch, watch it all these uh, defensive stats for Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay. He has nine uh, fumbles in his career. Okay. So maybe Jerry was saying okay. he'll get you a turnover like he'll turn it I over. I like it. Yeah. We'll I like it. He also has like uh, nine tackles in his career. He uh, does? Eight solo, one combo tackle. So Well, you hate Tom Brady. He had to tackle <laughs> He has a lot of turnovers. Tom Brady has a lot of turnovers. I got what you're saying. I think it's whenever the ball is fumbled, then Chris Godwin has gotten tackles on those plays. So, yeah, man, maybe he is a defensive player that we just didn't know about. From the 682, I had a phone call during Jerry. Can you update me on what he said about gambling? No, you should have listened. No, I'm just kidding. He said he's in favor of it. Here's like, the, it took him a minute to get there, and I know that's what kind of agitates people, but essentially he said he's in favor. Well, and somebody text, uh, tweeted me, uh, TJ, T. Jetman, and said, you guys should have asked if Jerry, uh, if it's passed, would he invest and or build his own casino, like the, a Cowboys casino? There's that no is, doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, for like he's probably sure. already got the piece of land on uh, in Frisco that he's he's like, yeah, the Universal's never getting their hands on this one. I, I I'm with you. Dude, perfect. Yeah, our dude, perfect. So my question for y'all to go along with all of this is, which playoff quarterback is under the most pressure this postseason? I actually rank them. Uh, you don't get to give your list. From, okay, I was going to say I want to know from y'all, but I rank them from least to most. And wanted to get y'all's breakdown of that. From the 682, Hertz is under the most pressure, in my opinion. He's got to deal with the Kevin-led fan base if he fails. No! Because Kevin was like, I will root for the... He said he would root for the Eagles. I think it's Trent Dilfer after what he did for Tampa Bay. Can he finally repeat? <laughs> I see what you're doing, Mike. As the Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback this week. Would you like us to just discuss which quarterback is under the most pressure in the playoffs, or would you like me to go through my list so people can be angry I'm gonna about guess, this? I'm going to guess your list. Okay. Number one, and I agree with you, and I don't even know what number one is right now. Back. Josh Allen. That is correct. I, I think as much as, like, around here we talk about Dak Prescott and everything, like, I, I hear you, but this was the year Josh Allen was the favorite to win the MVP. The, the Buffalo Bills were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And 
This is a weird way of saying it, but given everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin, now you have a whole new sector of fans who probably didn't give a crap about the Buffalo Bills before. They're all for you. Like, all of the support is behind the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen is the guy because he also does not want to get left behind in the Joe Burrow-Patrick Mahomes discussion. Yeah, and... and he was built up as before the season started by most NFL fans as he's going to win the MVP. And if he doesn't win the MVP, he'll finish second or third and he's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. He and, won't finish in the top three now. And I think if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, people will start. I'm not saying giving up on him. He'll still be considered a top five quarterback, but they'll start giving up on comparing him to right now, Patrick Mahomes in this generation. I think they will start looking. It matters because they obviously placed Joe Burrow pretty much in the second round. I think that's pretty defined as they get practice games this weekend, both teams. So it'll be interesting to see um, Josh Allen, but I think he could take a big hit in the NFL fandom world if he doesn't win it all this year. Do you think that he carries the weight of the failures of those four Super Bowl teams that that currently Dak Prescott and even Tony Romo carried of the successes of those of those Super Bowl team, the Cowboys Super Bowl team. I do. All right, now I this is going to sound weird. Like Demarcus Lawrence was talking about the history with Tom Brady, and he's like, it doesn't matter. And I I can see that, but all the expectations matter when you're talking with those older players. You know what I'm saying? Like, is I don't think that would be the first thing that came up if he was talking with Thurman Thomas. But he knows when he's talking to Thurman Thomas is that dude was elite and they couldn't get the job done. I'm sorry, I didn't miss. I think I miss said that question too. I do appreciate that you're thinking it from his perspective. I think when Kevin gets excited about something, he pounds the table. Have you ever noticed that that he's pounded the table 17 times there? So he wanted to tell you something. He's always been a pounder. Um, Oh my gosh. Kevin... I, I kind of also meant like from the also the national and even their own fan base perspective as well. Yes. As opposed to just him individually, like him carrying it on his own. But when people talk about Josh Allen and Buffalo, did they talk about him like, hey, you, you know, we have to get over the hump now because we couldn't do it back then. I, I, yes. OK. I, and look, you don't have to think that's fair. It's the same thing with Dak. It's the same thing with any storied franchise. If the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl and lose, do you think that that people are going to be like, man, Buffalo lost in the Super Bowl. That's wild. Or do you think they're going to say, this is the fifth time that Buffalo has lost in the Super Bowl? Like, it's going to be that second one. I'm not saying that you should be lumped in with all that baggage, but that's, that's why it happens. That's why Dak gets compared with Aikman, Staubach. That's why it happened with Romo is like and Meredith yeah. and everything. Those are the expectations, and that is unfortunate. Now, gotcha. okay. number two on my list, he ain't going to play. He told us yesterday, essentially, in his post, hey, y'all, I'm not going to play. I would have said it would have been Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson would have been my second on there because he has been knocking on the playoff door. He already has an MVP, but people have him slotted as he's a divisional round guy, right? Like you can win your MVP. You can do fine or do well in the regular season. You're a divisional guy. That's Mm -hmm. all you'll ever be. There's some people who think that same thing about Dak. I would have had Lamar Jackson at number two. I, but since he's not playing, since he's not playing, I think it's Dak Prescott. I really do. Do you think, do you think how much do you think it affects Lamar Jackson? not playing now like the where did where does his status float so I mean, we did talk about yeah. this a little bit yesterday but 
I mean, even within his own fan base, they've got to be like they have to understand with the situation he's in. This team kind of did treat him dirty, uh, and they're but at the same time, they're also like, hey, this is business, and they're doing what business allows you to do, Mike. Well, I think talking about Lamar, in a, I know he's not playing, so it kind of yeah. changes. And, and but I just think that I'm with you guys. He's going to be on another team, so because he's not going to play on Sunday. And they're going to lose probably by seven or more points. Is that there's not really pressure on him because he's like, look, I've proved myself enough to some team. Somebody's going to give me $45 million a year on, let's say, about a five year contract yeah. to play. So I, I think that there's not a lot for him to prove there. Is that he needs, he needed to prove that I deserve $45 million a year and somebody's going to do it. Now, that being said, for Dak, deck, by the way. Yeah. I do think this, it's not going to change anything, but I do think if Dak loses Monday night, <clears throat> the only way where it would be like maybe Dak would get a pass is let's just say they lose 31 to 30. Sure. And so he puts up 30 points, and they were mostly offensive points. They yeah. weren't defensive points. Is I would say that takes a little bit of pressure off him. If the Cowboys lose, let's just say twenty to seventeen or twenty-seven to twenty-one. I think at that point, the Cowboys won't do this, but I think a real organization that really cared would start thinking about him as being Derek Carr and going, you know what? It's Stephen just a. not good enough. For sure, yeah. It's just not good enough. He's he's fine. We can play five hundred or a little bit better with this guy, Andy Dalton style in Cincinnati. But you can't win with him. And ultimately, if your goal is going to be winning an NFC championship or winning a Super Bowl, I think if Dak loses on Monday night, I think we need to strongly consider and start having topics on, even though Jerry would never do it, that the Cowboys have to look for a new quarterback. Man. I, I see the pressure. I don't know about looking for it just because and I agree and they for won't. they won't, but that like their their idea and mindset is kind of similar to McCarthy. You just finally got to this point where there's some stability in in your in the way that you win. Uh, why would I want to change that? If I can get there and stay there a little more, maybe I get lucky one year. Maybe we get the right pick one year, and it puts us over the top. But I do see that the pressure's there because the Cowboys are in the spotlight all the time. And that position, that Prescott, and being, are you deserving of this contract? All the things culminate each year in the playoffs in this way for Dak. I'm flipping through it right now because it just got released in the last couple minutes. I, I do want to get back. The leopard? No, not oh. the, I'm unaware. Where's the leopard? The leopard got released, we know. I do not have an update for the leopard situation. I was going to say my update was going to be for the Associated Press, the All-Pro roster. And like, uh, so this is like the real deal All-Pro. doesn't change his stripes. Is, I don't know if that is right, is right at right guard, first team right guard is Zach Martin for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the other first-team player that they have Dak. is... It's not Dak. It is Micah Parsons as an edge rusher. And it kind of gives you some insight into how the awards will go because he's behind Nick Bosa, the presumptive uh, defensive player of the year, and the quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, your presumptive MVP of the season. But I will also tell you C.D. Lamb. Second team all pro at wide receivers. So that puts him in position to be noted as one of the best six wide receivers in the league did for you, this year. Did you say you didn't know who's in front of him? Who's that? In, in front of CD? No, yeah, I know who's Is in front Jefferson? of him. Is it Jefferson? Diggs and Brown complete the rest of the second team. And then for the first team, 
it is Jefferson Hill and Devontae. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I was, I mean, I just, I just today was like, man, I, I have as much respect as I've had for Devonte Adams, his whole career. I don't think it's been enough. Yeah. And here and I saw a video with him that was like, yeah, that's, that's that dude. All right. So we got to Josh Allen and Dak. Okay. So I think it goes Josh Allen, Dak. This might surprise some people. I think Patrick Mahomes is next on the list. I think Patrick Mahomes is operating on a different level of pressure. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is like, nobody's going to question if he's great or anything like that. I think Patrick Mahomes is in a competition among history yeah. to be one of the best five of all time. That's why I have him third on the list, which like it might, it might seem too high, but I think Patrick Mahomes is like, I already lost that game to Brady. I need to start stacking. And now he's going to have a second MVP, get to win another Super Bowl, and he's making his move for top five already. I feel like you're not as solid on that point because you weren't pounding the table on that Okay, So you like it, but you don't love it. I got you. (laughs) That is fair. I'm with you, though, on that, too, because I do think he's this generation's quarterback, as it was Manning and Brady for the last 20 years, and obviously more Brady than Manning because of the championships. And I do think... Patrick Mahomes is the one person out of all these quarterbacks in the playoffs that has a chance to become the greatest second or third greatest quarterback of all time. Yes. And so that is where if he gets this MVP, which I think he will, and he wins the Super Bowl this year, and so he's two, he's won 40% of the Super Bowls that he could possibly win and been in 60% yeah. of the Super Bowls yeah. he could possibly be in, and two MVPs in five years, you start going, whoa, he could challenge Tom Brady or Joe Montana. Okay, so it is that line of logic why I go to Joe Burrow next. Because I think Joe Burrow wants to challenge and say, you do, you are not automatically the quarterback of this uh, generation. He's you know? the Manning, Brady. It, and you want that, right? For sure. You want where there's two guys in a generation. Exactly. And, it, and to your point, the first guy is if Josh Allen goes ahead and wins Super Bowl MVP He's in the Super Bowl, in now we start pushing him into is he better than Patrick Mahomes? Is he going to have a better five-year run than Patrick Mahomes? Because on the surface, I don't think if Mahomes or Burrow don't make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think anyone's going to be like, well, they're not that great you know but I'm saying they're competing for top generational spot then we move from there so my top five would have been most pressure quarterbacks in the postseason or most pressure on them it would have been Josh Allen Lamar I know he's not playing now Dak Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrows I think that is the prime pressure spots all right from there I went Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins I don't Think the pressure is on Hurts to the degree that some do. I know they're the number one seed. They're there early. And I, yeah. I and this is just reinforcement for Jalen Hurts. Like, if he makes it to the Super Bowl, that's reinforcement for him to say, I told you I was the dude. But if he doesn't, he's going to finish second for MVP, I assume. And he's still got time. Kirk Cousins, he's kind of stuck in that nether region of... I, nobody yeah. thinks you're that great, yeah, but nobody thinks you're bad. Where if Dak loses in the yes. first round on Monday, Dak goes into the Kirk Cousins category of fine. He can make the playoffs, and that's all he'll ever do for you. And I think what Jalen Hurts is, this year, not much pressure. He does need to win that first game. After a bye, I think that's important. I agree. But if he loses to San Francisco, you're fine. I think Philadelphia goes, all right, next year you got to take us to the Super Bowl, right? And there's going to yes. be more pressure on him next year. Now, my list from there, I went Herbert. Purdy and Geno, 8, 9, and 10. Now, Purdy might seem higher than you would guess. Don't forget, he's trying to keep his starting job. 
So I think there is a level of pressure on him where they might just have a quarterback competition nonetheless going into next season. And so the last four, I have Daniel Jones, Skylar Thompson, Trevor Lawrence, and Tom Brady. The reason why I have Trevor Lawrence so low is Daniel Jones and Skylar Thompson, to an extent, might still be trying to show their teams what they can do. Daniel Jones might already be locked in. Skylar Thompson's not supposed to be the dude. So there's a tiny bit of pressure just in terms of his own personal career growth. And then Trevor Lawrence, I think you're gold. You made it to the playoffs. You can lose 85 to zero, and I still think you're fine. And then Tom Brady, who I, he might view it differently. I view it as he has the least pressure on I, him. I know we have a clock here, Kevin, but I wanted to respond to somebody who texted in and said, you're kidding me. CeeDee Lamb being a top six receiver is a joke. Top five in receptions, number six in yards, number six in touchdowns, number four in 20-plus yard catches, and number four in targets. He's a top six receiver, whether you like it or not. He's actually a top five receiver in a lot of respects. That's what it sounds like, and guess what? Everyone who covers football agrees. Well, okay, not everyone. The people who voted on this list. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Yes. There you go, Mike. You would not have voted him over Patrick Mahomes. You would have voted him second. I'd have voted Patrick Mahomes one, and then I would have voted Joe Burrow number two, which I understand would have upset people, but that's what I would have done. So the all pros for the Cowboys, first team right guard, Zach Martin, first team edge rusher, Micah Parsons, and then second team wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. Those are the all pros as we see it right now. And I was slipping through the list. I did not see Cabante Turpin on there since we talked about the Pro Bowl and then the players all pro. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan, coming up next, let's get those fiery opinions continuing to come on in, and we'll get to some of your shout-outs. I know we've been dragging on that. It's Masterpiece Theater. Have you ever walked out of a movie? And if so, which one? We will talk about that in depth. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. In case you missed the news on the other side, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, first team 
AP All-Pro and CD Lamb, second team All-Pro, which is apparently making a lot of people mad. I did not anticipate that, yet here we are. Yeah, man, people, I think people are so jaded on the Cowboys that they don't want to see when they have good things. And I, I'm I'm very I'm very concerned about this. CeeDee Lamb had a really good he had the a better year than Amari Cooper ever had here. Yep. And people are still opining. Is opining or, or just pining. pining? They're just pining for for Amari Cooper to be back here when CeeDee Lamb had a better year than he ever had. I think um when it comes to Cowboy fans that maybe aren't following the league. I understand if you think Cooper Cup is better. He can't be a guy this year. He got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Devontae Adams went to a team that couldn't get him the ball as much as Aaron Rodgers got him the ball. So if you want to say he's not a top six receiver in the league and you want to rank Devontae Adams higher than him. Devontae Adams is on the list. Yeah. Or if you want to rate Cooper uh, Cup. Cooper Cup, yeah. I understand. I I understand. Or if you want to say DeAndre Hopkins is better. I understand that, but they can't be on the first team or second team all pro list. I understand Devontae Adams can, but like Hopkins and Cup can't. Or, you know, maybe name another guy that got hurt this year that I'm forgetting that was really good. You have to just go off of the 2022 season. And in the 2022 season, statistically – C.D. Lamb is right on that borderline of second team All Pro. Yeah, and he made it. Yeah, I would. I don't know if I'm a Cowboys fan. I'd just be like, that's really cool that our guy who was a first round pick, who we were worried about coming into this season, if he would live up to that status, looks like he's living up to that status. I I don't think it helps when like I don't think Jerry said this directly this morning, but it felt like in a roundabout way when we talked about how important the playoffs were. He was like but let's not discount how important the regular season was is I saw on the fan text. A lot of people have interpreted that as he either doesn't care about playoff wins or he's trying to cushion us for the impending disappointment. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so like that doesn't help. I, the Washington game doesn't help. A lot of people think they're going to lose Monday night is it's a jaded fan base. And I understand why. So I wanted to try to have a little bit of fun With some Masterpiece Theater. So, we brought this up. Mike's here, too. On the show. Yeah, we need to get Waddle back in. (laughs) I'm sure we can make that happen. He's playing in the playoffs. Is That's not, it's a different Waddle. I also want to throw out a couple of shout-outs from the 214. Shout-out to my wife, Audrey. We are expecting our first child, James Tyler Jr., next month. Shout-out to y'all, and congratulations, and then this one, shout out to their eight-year-old stepson, Michael. He went through mouth surgery yesterday like a boss and came home so effed up he couldn't use a TV remote. Woke up this morning, said he feels fantastic. That is outstanding news there as well. So we brought this topic up for about one or two minutes and got 60 kajillion things responded on it. And so wanted to do, is that not an accurate number? Well, who knows? Maybe Chris Godwin will get you a turnover. Is the question that we will go for the whole segment here is, have you ever walked out of a movie? And if so, which movie? So I'm going to kick this off, if you don't mind, please, is I've never walked out of a movie. Some might say it's because I'm cheap. Some might say, which is fair, some might say it's because I love movies and try to find something that I could. But the closest I ever came is when I was a kid, 1994. It's a motion picture called Cabin Boy. 
It's the worst piece of trash I've ever seen in my life, and I hated it beyond belief. It has Chris Elliott in it, and I like him. I hated the movie. Hated it! However, I was also not in a position to leave the movie theater. You know, like, when you're a kid, you're there with whoever your parents or whoever took you to the movie, and so I was not in a position where I could walk out of the movie. Otherwise, I believe I would have walked out of that movie, so Cabin Boy, that movie sucks. I'm pretty sure... It's like that and House of a Thousand Corpses, Freddy Got Fingered. These are like some of the worst movies I've ever seen. That that Those are all real movies and they, they suck. And I remember when I saw House of a Thousand Corpses. That's Gavin Dawson's favorite movie ever is Freddy Got Fingered. His favorite movie for real? That's what he says. Oh my goodness. Daddy, would you, you like can, some sausage? You can ask him in Daddy, would you like some sausages? Talk. It's his favorite okay. movie. Well, you know what? Then I'll pivot to, I still hate that you movie. You remember what happened in that movie with the horse? No. Nobody remember. Well, Gavin Dawson remembers what I happened too. in that movie. He what? saw a horse, and they were doing. They were saying, hey, we're going to stud you out. And so they have to do some things to, you saw it in Yellowstone, Kevin. They got to do some things to stud out a, a horse. country music concert? <laughs> no. Okay. That's what Yellowstone likes their concerts is, I remember House of a Thousand Corpses. I hated that whole movie. And then at the end, it goes, the end, question mark? Yes, And there please. was like a whole bunch of Rob Zombie, white zombie fans. Who are like, yeah. And so I did the Happy Gilmore line or Billy Madison line when I walked out. I was like, well, that was a nice piece of S. Mm-hmm. And some metalheads definitely were angry looking at me. That movie sucked. You guys remember the guy named Nick Nepich up here? Nepic, yeah. He's a good guy. He was. Still. Or he still is. Yeah, he still is. I think the other day he tweeted that. Yeah, I have not noticed tweet. I, now, <laughs> this would be a movie you might walk out on because he ruined it. Uh, it says here, The Passion of Christ is uh, beginning their filming of this of a sequel. What? And Nick Nepish, Nepic, Nepic ruined it for us because he says, don't mean to give the spoilers away, but Jesus comes back to life. What? And then what? Like, that's the the next part is what I want to know. What happens Holy after? Holy moly. Yeah, I, should you read the book first? Yes. yes. Is this one of those where the book's better than the movie? Uh, you know, I feel like it would be blasphemous if I did not say that. So, yes, I will agree. In this one rare instance, the book is better than the movie. From the 214, I walked out on Blood Rain in 2005. I don't even know what that movie is. So, thank you for, I will look it up now. From the 210, I've only walked out of two movies that I paid to see. Both were dates in high school. The Crying Game. You know, I don't know if y'all have seen The Crying Game. I could see how it could be tough to get some romantic situations going after the reveal towards the end of that movie. What happened in the movie? Uh, I've never seen it. Well, you've seen Ace Ventura. I don't watch all movies. Okay. You've seen Ace Ventura, right? Yes. All right. Do you remember the song that they play when the... Einhorn reveal takes place. It's the crying game. So, are you serious? That huh. is the. I'm. I know that movie's like thirty years old. I'm trying not to spoil it. That is essentially the reveal from the the crying game and class action starring Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Your gun is digging into my hip. Yeah, that's not. From the 817, I walked out of Fantastic Four in 2015. Words cannot describe how disgraceful that movie was. Absolute horse poop. That was their radio-friendly thing that they said, and I appreciate that. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie before. I appreciate that.
Um, I'm trying to think of all the movies I've been to, Kevin. And I fall asleep at a lot of movies now. I, I did fall asleep to the, uh, I think, was it Roth Superman? Is it what we decided oh, the Ralph. other day? Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. Brandon right. Ralph or whatever. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, I fell asleep during his because it was that was boring. I also fell asleep during, what was that Ben Affleck movie where he and... Oh. He was driving fast in a car and got into a wreck Batman. or something, excessive damages or something like that. It's not it's not Batman. I mean, I know he is in some of those movies. But that's just because I was tired, not because I thought the movie stunk. But I want to have to go find out what movie that was. There's some movies I have been lucky about. Like, I just turned Black Adam off halfway through because I was like, is it not really good? That it sucks. That's with The Rock? Yeah. And I like The Rock a lot. Just that movie was stupid. Some of all fears. Okay. Oh, was that a uh, Tom Clancy? Yeah, I was just tired that day. Is I'm so glad I didn't see this in the movie theater. Is Master and Commander because I could oh my God. I could have watched that movie for two hours or two days. I could have left the theater, run a marathon, gone to visit Paris, come back, and then that movie would still have like four hours left in it. That movie sucks. Luckily, I just saw it. I think at my house or something, and so you're like, all right, well. I remember Mike, my roommate turned it on. That for he he was Adrian. like, Adrian, no, his his name was Brian. Uh, oh. He turned this movie on, and we were sitting there. I remember falling asleep and then waking up. What seemed like two hours later. Was everything okay? It, they were still on their boat looking at the ocean. And I was like, this is That's what's all that happens uh, in that and movie. And so I went back to sleep. And an orangutan. That's a different, that a, a different movie. You're talking about Life of Pi? I went back to the sleep. the tiger part? And when I woke up, the movie was still on. And I was like, "This, what is going on now, here? Yeah, because conventional wisdom will tell you that movie is two hours and 18 minutes. That movie is at least six hours long. At least six hours long. That movie sucks i am so picky about movies now i just don't have much interest at all in going to the movie theater yet i like going to the movie theater i've always you liked love going. top gun They're yeah, the top, top gun, gun sequel great. i just the the stuff they show now when you're watching a maverick game or whatever yeah. and you're watching commercials you're just like I don't know. Nothing interesting. Like, this is going to be the best movie. And, you know, somebody's sacrificing somebody right now. Like, nobody's sacrificing anybody. I'm like, I have no interest in seeing this movie. And there's a plane going sideways. And I'm just like, uh, I don't care. I don't care. There's another one that it looks like it's a home movie where somebody's mom doesn't come home after vacation. And I'm just like, do they make anything? Is that like paranormal activity vein? Or, I don't yeah. know. Do, like, do they make anything that you guys get interested in the last six months? Has there been anything that you've been like, I want to go see that in the movie theater? Um, Man, because how long did Top Gun come out? Because I was pretty stoked about that. I didn't even okay. go see that in the theater. I watched that at home. Besides Top Gun, because I agree with you that we wanted to go see that in the theater. I just... Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Is, I, that is that out yet? I will totally go and see that. It's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. But that speaks oh to, gosh. like, my sensibilities <laughs> of what I will watch. I will also watch Cocaine Bear. So, like, I might not be the right person to ask that question to because I have I a, do, like, more lenient... There are a lot of the, the Marvel stuff. I like taking my kids to Spider-Man, the... the, the I know, I keep falling asleep in those. I, my, my kids love those. So, I'm at a point now... 
where any movie I go to see, I want to take my kids with me. But no, I'm not in, hey, Adrian, let's go see X movie because we have to go see that. Yeah, like the last Thor. We saw the last Thor, and it was fine. And that's kind of the thing that beat me down about Black Adam is I was like, okay, so this movie is the same as all of the rest of them. I just don't know or particularly care about this character. Is it like watching 1883 reminds me of Tombstone? And 1883 is amazing. But I guess maybe 20 years ago, they'd have to make that a movie. They wouldn't make that a television series. The rise of streaming has allowed for that. Because like Shawshank Redemption, they're not making any movies like that anymore. Like there's just nothing being made like that anymore in the theaters. I guess they look at it and producers and people that are making these things go, we can make this 10 hours and really give it the detail we want to give it, it just has to be a 10-part series on a streaming network. So why put it in a movie theater for an hour, 45 minutes when we can really detail it? And even I think Star Wars took a little bit of hit on the ones that came out in the movie theaters because if you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, oh, it's all right. It doesn't remind me back in the 80s. There's oversaturation, yeah. You want the details. Like um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi one that just came out was unbelievable because of all the detail they could put in more like six or eight episodes. So- I don't know. Movies don't interest me anymore. I did see Amsterdam in the theater recently, and I was like, I could have done without that. But yeah. I'm interested in seeing Babylon, like the the Whoa, the Brad that, Pitt movie. That's long. I but the, here's the thing: I could just go stare at Mar- Margot Robbie a lot. You yeah, know, and that's where I'm okay with that. So from the two one four, only movie I ever walked out of was Striptease. I couldn't stand the bad acting and overall negativity of that film. Plus, if you got the parts that you were there to see, maybe. From the 817, I walked out of Boogie Nights from the 682. Don't be afraid of the dark. Somebody mentions Shallow Hal. Oh, man. From the 469, walked out on the Blair Witch Project. Overhyped trash movie. All right. I could see how that movie does not translate now. But at the time, like, I remember when I saw it, I really liked it because you legit, like, thought that maybe they just found those videos and those kids got murdered by the witch or whatever. And like, which sounds preposterous now I get it, but it was like early in the internet and we were really dumb. And I actually really liked that movie, but everyone who thinks it's stupid, I get it. In the four, six, nine, I walked out on the Titanic, uh, mad because Rose goes to her lover in heaven and not her husband who she built her whole life with. And she killed her lover. Don't yeah. About that. Did, are, are we sure he's going to Didn't James Cameron? Like, Say, look, no, they couldn't fit on there. You know what's the weird thing? James Cameron. Because I wrote it that way. Cameron says a lot of things that don't make sense because he said people need to get back to the movies and stop streaming because he said, I'm tired of people sitting on their ass. And I'm like, how do you think it works at a theater? Like that you go there and you just stand the Mm -hmm. whole time? Plus, you make movies that are three hours long. Like, what are you even talking about? You got to get out. Show them at his arena. He has an arena? No, it's not Cameron Indoor Stadium, if that is the direction that you're going. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. He to North Carolina every time. Okay, Mike, I know what happened. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider. Shut your mouth. With our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, as we shift up the schedule right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How you doing? 
We're pumped about yeah. the All-Pro list, and Corey has a factoid. I don't know if you already know this. I just heard it from Corey about 15 seconds ago about what incredible things Micah is doing. Yeah, Mickey, and I'm sure you know this. Uh, he Mickey is the, knows all Cowboys He does things. know all Cowboys things. Um, the first to get the uh, first-team All-Pro in his first two seasons as a defensive player for the Cowboys in the history of the franchise. Ever. Yeah, the only the only wow. other person to do that also would be Bullet Bob Hayes. So also excellent. So he's not the first. Well, he's first the first defensive, defensive player. player. Oh, defensive player. Yeah, because yeah, Bob Hayes you. was not a defensive player think, in my yeah recollection. No, I don't think they made him do that. And how cool he would could that have, have though. Yeah, he could have that track down speed. He could have like, ran down <laughs> anybody from behind, yeah, yeah. right? That well, that's pretty cool. That is so. Fair. Does this this award trump the NFLPA? I wish they had snub. announced it today. You know, I wish they would have waited till uh, Tuesday and Me then too. so, so and he let would... him see. <laughs> yeah, yes, keep that feeling. I look. I know different people are motivated different ways, but I like the idea when Mike is like, "I'm in playoff mode," but f that BS, and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, he's angry about this. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. it." <laughs> well, yesterday. He, he, I think he had calmed down, and he was like, "Well, yeah, w- 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 what it, it is, what it is." He goes, "Whatever," and, and just kind of left it at that. He didn't want to bite on it. So, Mickey, speaking of bites, what would you do if you were walking in your neighborhood and you saw a leopard, <laughs> a clouded leopard, by the way? <laughs> oh, what so are, Mickey's in on this what's story. A leopard? I, I think saw they it hide, pop they, up. They hide up in the sky, so you can't see. That them. feels they, unlikely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I did read where the clouded leopard has two-inch canine teeth. Okay. I'd be going the other way, quickly. <laughs> or, I don't know, can leopards climb up trees? Well, oh, I can't yes, climb a can. tree, so that, oh, dude, that Oh, yeah, they yeah. love trees. But yeah. d- right? That's but, where they take their meat. But you heard... Mickey's self-awareness, right? And he goes, can leopards climb up trees? And he goes, well, I can't climb a tree. So what difference does that make? Jump on top of a car? Yeah, I bet they can jump on top of a car. Yeah. I think you're not supposed to show your back to them because then they're like, attack. Like, don't be scared. Yeah, try that one, So you're right? supposed to walk backwards. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. What do I do if I see a leopard? I'll let y'all know in the future. Okay, we will circle back. I actually make do- loud noises by clapping your hands, shouting, and wave your arms. Very similar to what I was told by the city of Plano if I saw a bobcat in my backyard. Oh, okay. What about coyotes? Oh, just punch them in the face with a rock like I did that one coyote when it tried Ooh. to attack that rabbit in my backyard. Tough guy. Yep. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. I think Corey is telling the truth on that story because then he said the the coyote just walked off like nothing had happened to him. <laughs> so he didn't say he knocked a coyote out. He said it just walked away. <laughs> it ran off. Yeah, it, it was Did you a, have a pet rabbit. Uh, no, it was just a. I oh, just you were moved saving into the neighborhood. The wildlife in the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, I was just moved in the neighborhood. We had lots of rabbits, and I bent down to like say hi to the little rabbit, and I heard this coyote attack, and that's, I hit him in the face with a rock. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, not think, for the coyote. But. Yeah, because he was hungry. Now Xavier Rhodes says he's ready to go against the Bucks if needed, and that he feels great. Is that something you anticipate? I don't know that I anticipate. Anticipate. Uh, I think uh, Mike McCarthy kind of qualified it today uh, when he said this will be a big day for him, meaning they're okay. going to be in pads today. So this will be their one padded practice they're allowed uh, this week. Um, so, I mean, he 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 said that you know yesterday somebody asked him if he's good. He goes, "Yeah, I'm good." And he goes, "If I wasn't good, I wouldn't be here." Um, meaning uh, I'm ready to play, so we'll see where 
where that one goes. I think he's only been in like two games this year. Um, but if he was there, you know, on the on the 53 or practice squad, he was practicing. So uh, with 10 years of experience, uh, I'd have to seriously uh, consider that if I didn't like my other alternatives. And I and I to me, if Mackenzie Alexander is healthy, then putting him in the slot and Duran Bland outside would be probably from what I've seen so far the best alternative, and if they ever go two receivers, uh, you know, just put Bland at, at, at cornerback, right? Yeah. Uh, I would think, but I think they pretty much go three all the time. And, you know, the, the other thing that surprised me was Fournette. You know, while he hasn't had the big year rushing, I think it was like 600 and some yards, uh, he's caught 73 passes. And that's so somebody's got to you. cover him, yeah. Yeah. right? Yep. Are, can the running backs run? I mean, the running backs. Can the linebackers run with him? Or, is, you know, does that got to take up J. Ron Curse, getting him off the tight end and, and saying, you know, how, how do we cover this guy? Or does the safety have to come down in the box, which takes away from double teaming him? So there are some matchup problems. And, um, you know, I wonder how other teams have tried to, uh, you know, compensate for the fact that, that he's going to throw some dump passes to him. Use that as part of their running game, just well, in a different a good manner. Thing, yeah, yeah, good thing Van Der Esch is back, so yeah. that, that helps out. Now, go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead, Kevin. Oh, my question might not be important enough, but since you said he's back, any concern about, well, probably not, but the bad news on the injury front is Tyler Coyle. He's outright. I know he was a candidate for elevation, and could have contributed on special teams. Is he is he done for then? Well, if it's a, if it's a sprained MCL, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's usually a couple weeks. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't been like a regular elevation. I think last week was his first. Yes, right? correct. So yeah, um, well, one of the reasons they elevated him because they wanted to give him a look in the slot as the backup slot corner. Okay. And I think he didn't do so well on that one crossing pattern. I forget if it was McLaurin coming out of the slot. He didn't really react to what the receiver was doing. So, um, yeah, I I think that was just, uh, let's see what our other alternatives are if somebody else gets hurt. So, yeah. I mean, but he would have majority of his snaps would have been on special teams. Mickey, yesterday it sounded like a lot of the players while they were talking, it was a breath of fresh air is what I kept seeing uh, come out of that conversation. It looked like Ezekiel Elliott and everything. Did it, does it sound, does it feel like they've flipped a switch from what the regular season was to playoff football? Well, uh, you better understand the importance of it. Yeah. Right? Uh, the magnitude of win or go home, it's not like, well, okay, but, you know, we can do do something next week. You know, there might not be a next week. I think, uh, you know, Jerry probably uh, emphasized that to you guys, the heightened, um, you know, presence that you have to have. You got to do more work maybe this week, more film work, you know, you – you, you this game's going to speed up from what it is in the in the regular season so uh, yeah I, I think they i think there's enough veterans on this team 
for them to know and then to impart that information to the younger guys. I think Micah Parsons said it, you know, he said, I, I, I didn't realize, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but it, it, in so many words he was saying, yeah, it didn't hit me uh, to realize that, you know, when you lose this game, everything stops immediately, right? That uh, you got to put in more film work. You got to put in more study work. And so what, what the deal is is just more preparation, right? Uh, and then understand, you know, the ramifications of winning and losing are significantly different than a 17-game season. And, and so it seems like they, you know, got a taste of that last year, the younger guys, and they should have a better, uh, you know, outlook on, you know, what happens if you don't win. And and I think I think Jerry talked about it and McCarthy talked about it too, is that it, it's in the preparation. You've got to be prepared. Darren Woodson talked about it with us Wednesday night on Crosstalk, right, mm-hmm. about how, yeah, you've got to do extra because this game is, you know, Every game is so important once you get to this point, and, and you can't leave any anything unturned. So, yeah, it's the preparation more so than getting all geeked up when it's game day, but you want to get geeked up on game day because you've got confidence that I got this down. Yeah, Kevin, you always say that about when the show starts. It's like taking a test. I've already studied for the yeah. test enough. There's nothing else I can do at this point. Now let's just go ahead and take it. Absolutely. Right. And 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 so yeah, I, I think there's a that that's a pretty good uh analogy, except Thank for you. me in college and French class. <laughs> oh I studied and studied and studied. It was the last three-hour course I had to Why take. Why French? Right? Yeah. I have no idea. It was like one of the biggest mistakes in my life, right? <laughs> and I was terrible at it, just awful. And I studied for that final and studied for it. And I got in there, and I might as well not studied because I just didn't have a clue. Did you and become a better kisser? I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was the chapter I missed that day. Maybe. Oh, no. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I missed. So I go to cover the Olympics, and uh, one of the press conference they were having um, ended up being in French. And I got in there late, so all the little translator headsets were gone. Oh, my God. And all I was thinking was somewhere Miss. Peterson, who was my high school French teacher, is laughing right now because I got no idea what they're saying. Amazing. That is an amazing story. Thank you very much, Mickey, for yeah. that. We will catch up with you again. I don't again. know if that has anything to do with this game. but yeah, uh, That's okay. That awesome. uh, we, got, we got Monday, right? That yes, we do. is right. And we will get your prediction on Monday then. We'll catch up with you then, good sir. All right. Sounds good. There you go. Mickey Spagnola. Who does fun. that? I just wanted to ask when she laughed, would she just laugh or was she like, ha, 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 croissant? We're the KNC Masterpiece. That's right, right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, is there a Cowboys flaw you think is overblown? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.